Hello and welcome to a mini episode of Cinematic Universe, the podcast that's all about comic book movies, which you can find at cinematicmultiverse.com. I'm your host, Joe Cunningham, and I'll be bringing you a truncated version of the show to bridge the gap between our Nick Fury Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and X-Men episodes. On today's show, I'll give you my reactions to the comics that Seven James recommended on last week's podcast. Those were Jim Steranko's run on Nick Fury Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Next Wave Agents of Hate. But before any of that, let's take a look at some of the comic book movie news that has broken over the past week. And we'll start off with DC, um, because we already knew that Deathstroke would be appearing in the DC Extended Universe at some point in the future. Um, speculation as to whether that was the solo Batman movie. Um, but there was also some speculation that he might turn up in Justice League, given that they'd cast him already. And Zack Snyder posted a picture to Twitter earlier in the week in which he was playing with some storyboards which quite clearly included Deathstroke. So it seems likely that that character will take part in Justice League in some point, uh, played by Joe Mangianello, and maybe he will turn up in the solo Batman movie, which, um, according to some DC bods, um, is at least a year and a half away at this point. Um, we'll go to DC's TV now, and the CW crossover has had its villains revealed, and they will be the Dominators. Now, apparently the Dominators are some gene-manipulating alien villains who debuted in the comics in the big 80s crossover Invasion. Um, so, it would probably make sense if we saw them first in Supergirl, um, and then for them to make their way over, because apparently in the comics they wanted to create an army of metahumans. So, aliens, Supergirl, metahumans, Flash, and let's let everyone join in as well. We'll go to Marvel now, and Black Panther has cast its Man-Ape, um, except he's not being called that, uh, perhaps wisely. Um, he's going by um, his alter ego name, and given that Marvel movies quite a lot of the time don't use the superhero names um, openly, I, I think it took quite a while for Clint Barton to be called anything other than Clint Barton, um, even though he has now been referred to as Hawkeye. Um, I think they've done that with a bunch of characters, uh, but it seems like it will be easiest just not to refer to Manape as Manape in the Black Panther movies, and we'll never say anything more about it. Um, but an actor who I don't really know, Winston Duke, who is um, a star on TV's Person of Interest, has been cast in the role. Um, another actor from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Hugo Weaving, who last appeared back in uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, um, in the past has had some less than uh, pleasant things to say about his experience on the movie, um, but seems to has, have softened his stance considerably of late, um, and kind of left the door open for him returning at some point. Um, now, whether the Red Skull has um, a place still in the Marvel Cinematic Universe re remains to be seen. Um, I thought that he may turn up in uh, some point or another, maybe being played by a different character in Civil War. That didn't prove to be the case. Um, but it's interesting that Hugo Weaving has now more pleasant things to say about creating that character. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe we haven't seen the last of Hugo Weaving's Red Skull. Someone who we will definitely be seeing in a Marvel movie coming up, though, is Sam Neill. Um, because after starring in Taika Waititi's last film, he is now going to be making a cameo in Thor Ragnarok, which is great. Um, a little bit of a Jurassic Park reunion there with Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neill. Um, someone get Laura Dern added to that cast stat. Um, and Wayne Knight. 
um, everyone you can find, basically. A T-Rex would also be great, which would probably make sense on Planet Hulk. Um, we also think that Doctor Strange is likely to appear in that film, and um, Benedict Cumberbatch has also this week been confirmed to appear in Infinity War, in case you were wondering if there were any Marvel characters, from the movies at least, who weren't appearing in Infinity War. Let's move away from Marvel and DC now, and The Tick has been ordered for a full season on Amazon Prime, so obviously you all took my advice, went and watched that show, gave it some good feedback, and um, yeah, Amazon are moving ahead with it, so we can get, look forward to some more Peter Serafinowicz in a big blue suit, um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what that show does over the course of a full season. Um, and something else that is streaming right now though is luke cage you can go and watch luke cage right now um and that actually brings me to um, a little bit of housekeeping um luke cage will actually be the focus of our episode that comes out next week um x-men our x-men episode has been pushed back a week because i'm away um during the only period that we could all get together and record and so rather than one of us not doing the podcast this week we thought we'd um put a little luke cage special episode out now that won't be like our normal uh, discussions of the netflix shows um james actually went to the um press junket for luke cage interviewed a bunch of the stars of the show and has some stuff that he can uh, he can talk about before we've all convened to watch it and get back together and discuss it on the podcast um, so yeah, James is going to be putting out a little Luke Cage special with interviews with a bunch of the stars next week. So that is uh, very exciting. And then our X-Men episode will come the week after that. Um, but yeah, blame me. I'm away watching American football at Wembley. Sorry. Sorry, guys. It's my other passion. Tune into my American po football spin-off podcast to find out my thoughts on that. Okay, but we'll move on now to discussing this week's comic book recommendations. Um, and we'll start off with Seb's recommendation, which was basically Jim Steranko's run on Nick Fury, uh, comics from the late 60s, early 70s. Um, and so Seb mentioned on the podcast that these were available on uh, Comixology. Um, they're also available um, not as a full collection, but all, or almost all of the stuff is available on Marvel Unlimited. Um, so there is um, a bunch of stories from um, Strange Tales, um, yeah, which started in 1968. Um, yeah, so I think actually all of these comics might be from 1968. Um, but yeah, so Jim Steranko came onto Strange Tales in, um, I think, from issue 155 onwards, I think Seb said last week. Um, I lost track after a while. So I think it's all the way up until the end of that run, uh, 168. But that was a comic that was half Doctor Strange stories and half Nick Fury stories. Um, so I read all of the Nick Fury stories there. And then there is issues one, two, three, and five of Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which again, um, basically I think Jim Steranko came on as a kind of penciler to begin with um, and ended up not only um, drawing the stories but also writing them as well and um, drawing the covers and uh, yeah um, so this said basically recommended the full run um, and uh, I'll be honest especially early on I found this a little bit of a slog um, the first few issues particularly these half issues I, I mean they were longer to read than um, kind of full issues of James's recommendation um, which we'll get to next uh, next wave. Um, they they were, they were incredibly wordy and 
it was a lot of purple prose that took a, a long time to kind of wade through. And very early on, I mean, if you think the Nick Fury movie is ridiculous, I cannot be clear enough that that is a very, very faithful and accurate representation of the nonsense and the tone that was taking place in these early Nick Fury stories. Um, all of those characters are there um, with their ridiculous names and Nick Fury is, if anything, Hasselhoff has toned the character down a little bit because uh, he is a lot to deal with. Um, he's got the eye patch and he's old and he's grizzled, but he's got his shirt off and he's shooting people and he's super strong and he can get out of any situation and he's an arsehole to everyone and he doesn't think twice about murdering thousands of Hydra goons. It's kind of like, he basically does the equivalent of destroying the Death Star twice. Um, which, so I guess he is the Luke Skywalker of um, of Marvel Comics because he, he just blows up the Hydra base on a couple of occasions and just completely murders all of the people that are there. Um, and the, co the comics, especially early on, follow a, a fairly standard pattern, which is introduce a ridiculous over-the-top foe. One of them early on is the Supreme Leader of Hydra or something like that, who, spoiler alert, um, he turns out to be Baron Strucker. Um, and then there is a character called the Yellow Claw at one point, who is an Asian villain, and that's it's kind of awkward. Um, and yeah, basically the 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 general template for the early comics, at least, is a villain does something and is double crossing and uh, has got layers upon layers of his plan that Nick Fury can't possibly realize. Except even if Nick Fury doesn't realize, he's probably going to be able to punch his way out of it. Or he'll have been given a gadget five minutes before that just happens to address the specific quandary that he's about to be in. Um, it, it feels, as lots of comics do, very James Bond influenced, but very, very James Bond influenced. And obviously this is kind of like a spy working for a secret organisation, so you can, you can understand why here. But Nick Fury is constantly being given gadgets and then sent out into the field. But the gadgets sometimes feel so specific, and this doesn't happen, but this could happen. But, like, say Nick Fury in this comic had been tossed into a river of radioactive sludge that was inhabited by Mexican-speaking crocodiles, then Nick Fury would probably pull out his breathing apparatus that also happened to dampen gamma rays and also featured a translator into Mexican crocodile. That is the level of ridiculousness that is on show in this comic. Um, and it it gets a little bit less ridiculous as it goes on, um, or at least a little bit less generic ridiculous. Um, I... I'll be honest, I probably read like five or six of these fully and then ended up skim reading the next five or six and then starting to actually pay attention again going into the Nick Fury solo series. Um, but if anything, it was getting more and more weird by the end. And the only thing that I can guess here is that um, the reason that these are still looked back on fondly and are uh, because this was Jim Steranko um, establishing himself. And I don't really know much more of his work, I don't think, but I, I know the name, so I get that he's an important guy in kind of superhero comics history. And 
Um, he was definitely the further you got into this, doing more and more interesting stuff, particularly visually, but also going down some slightly weirder routes with the the actual stories themselves. There's one where an alien turns up and kills Dum Dum Dugan and Countess Allegra, and then starts to take over the Earth, and then Nick Fury comes. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Kind of wakes up and it was all a dream. And I kept thinking, is this going to show back up? And is this going to be something that's followed up on in future issues? And um I, it no it just seemed to be a dream sequence and this one of the solo nick fury issues which is uh like hound of the baskervilles style story where nick fury is randomly in scotland at a haunted mansion where there are yeah haunted hounds in the grounds and it's it's very odd at times um but what i would say is that the 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 visuals when i was skim reading I would all of a sudden kind of have to stop and go, huh, that's an interesting page. And it kind of crept up on me because it starts off so, I, I would say, dumb, generic uh, 60s comic, like just Nick Fury spouting a catch line, shooting a guy in the face and carrying on. Um, but yeah, the, the further you got into it, there were suddenly some weird, like, psychedelic, trippy pages or... Um, there'd be one point where there'd be a double double page spread where Stanley would pop up in the corner saying you know you're gonna have to buy two of these and and put them next to each other to get the full majesty of this uh of this spread um and there was uh, the the colors and the uh, and and some of the weird stuff that was going on and then it, it kind of the stories got a little bit weirder to match it but yeah, there would just be a page here or there where you'd go, ha, huh, wow, okay, well, I guess that was worth trudging through all the other nonsense. Um, and so I actually became quite glad that I was kind of skim reading and just kind of like picking up a speech bubble here or there to just be vaguely aware of what was still going on and then stopping and pausing and looking at a page for a minute and going, yeah, okay, this is great. Um, so that would be my recommendation or, or my praise of this Nick Fury um, run from Jim Steranko. And so I couldn't in all conscience condone someone going and reading all of this because there is an awful lot and it took me a long, long time even to half read all of this. Um, but maybe skim reading is the way to go. Just if you've got Marvel Unlimited, uh, open up some of these comics and just scan through until you find a really interesting page and then and then dig into that. 
Um, Nick Fury himself is the absolute worst, and um, I've yet to read any of White Nick Fury that I like um, in, in terms of the character himself. He just seems like a massive douche. Like I say, the David Hasselhoff character, but dialed up. David Hasselhoff was was keeping that on tap in that movie after reading this. Um, yeah, so I would say this is this is worth it for some of the trippy Jim Stranko visuals alone. And maybe if you are going to read this, maybe pick it up um, a little bit closer to the end of the run of Strange Tales and then go into Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, apparently Jim Stranko um, did issues 1, 2, 3 and 5. Um, there's only issues 1, 2 and 3 on Marvel Unlimited. So if you want to read the fifth one, um, you'll have to go elsewhere. I... Um, had probably had enough Nick Fury at that point, so I moved on instead to James's recommendation. Seamless segue there, uh, which was Next Wave: Agents of Hate, and this is from Warren Ellis and Stuart Eminem. Um, and cards on the table. I've only read the first four issues of this, um, but I also fully plan to read the entire run because what I read was absolutely fantastic. Um, it was really, really funny, and um, if anything, I was just left wishing that there was more of Dirk Anger in this comic, who is the Nick Fury stand-in, um, because this is much more the Agents of Hate than it is um, Dirk Anger in the opening issues. Um, and um, I, I kind of was really enjoying when he did pop up the... the um, the Nick Fury parody character. Um, so it's kind of a weird setup in that Nick Fury works for the Agents of Hate, um, who are like a. I can't, hate stands for anti terrorism something. Um, and uh, yeah, so even though the comic is called Next Wave Agents of Hate, um, Next Wave don't end up being Agents of Hate for very long. They're basically a kind of sub Avengers, Avengers superhero team that Dirk Anger has put together. Um, for the uh, for uh, for for the hate organization, um, and um, they quickly found out find out that hate is being funded by actually the bad guys who they're fighting against. So they rebel against Dirk Anger and start fighting the villains separately from him. Um, and there's a funny little Q and A section at the start of every issue that kind of um, explains around the title and. Um, addresses some other concerns that readers might have about the comic in a humorous fashion. Um, so yeah, to start off on Dirk Anger um, as the Nick Fury parody, he is he is really really great. And like I say, I'm hoping that as I read more into this, that there will be more of him. Um, and I think I might just read out his introduction verbatim because it's fantastic. Um, he says, "I'm Dirk Anger, director of Hate." I've been director of hate for longer than you've been alive. Except maybe you. You look kind of old. Uh, I'm 30, sir. 30? You look like a bag of dried butt skin. I'm older than you. I'm 90 years old. You know how I look so pretty? I take drugs. Special hate drugs. Life-extending drugs. Hate has the best drugs. Because hate loves me. And I love hate. Every day of my horrible drug-extended terrorist-fighting life. Every day I smoke 200 cigarettes and 100 cigars and drink a bottle of whiskey and three bottles of wine with dinner. And dinner is meat. Raw meat. The cook serves me an entire animal and I fight it barehanded and tear off what I want and eat it and have the rest buried in New Jersey for hate. 
now how good is that? <laughs> Every time he turns up, there is something similar. I think in the second or the third issue, he's talking about how he, um, after the um, after Next Wave have rebelled, he, he blames Monica Rambeau, who is one of the members of that team, um, who is a former Captain Marvel, apparently. Um, and he says, oh, you shouldn't have known not to trust her. She's a woman and women have squishy parts and you can't trust people with squishy parts. You need to trust people with hard parts. Like, men, muscly, hard parts. I have lots of hard parts. Um, it's, yeah, it's really, really fantastic. And um, Dirk Anger is a delight. Um, in the first two issues, they battle Thin Fang Foom. And in the two issues after that, they battle a cop who has been turned into kind of a giant mechanoid after some cat creature jumps inside his chest. Um but yeah, the, the members of Next Wave, there is Elsa Bloodstone, um, there is Monica Rambeau, um, there is Tabitha Smith, who was, uh, a, I think, an X-Men character, um, Aaron Stack, who is also known as Machine Man, um, and um, then there is a character called The Captain, um, and he's called The Captain because he previously had a different name, uh, but in the comic it's just referred to as Captain and then like four skull and bro uh, crossbones symbols. Um, and the captain explains that once he met Captain America and he told him what his superhero name was and Captain America was so disgusted that he beat seven shades of shit out of him and left him in a dumpster with a bar of soap in his mouth. Um, so that's the kind of the, the tone and the humour of this book and it's, um, yeah, it's really, really great and um, I actually did whiz through these four issues. It's just, it took me so long to read nick fury um <laughs> i could only get through the four but i am going to read the rest of them um and i can't wait because i i i enjoyed this so so much and i'm just hoping that dirk anger comes into it more and more as the series continues um yeah um so i so far cannot recommend this enough it seems like a kind of marvel comics version of team america um and yeah, um, Dirk Anger, as much as reading uh, like a Nick Fury parody, also kind of reads Donald Trump parody. Um, in uh, I'm sure some of you might have got that from that brief section that I read out. Um, but yeah, uh, really fantastic. So I'm looking forward to catching up on all of the rest of that. Um, but that is it for this week. Don't forget that the next episode of Cinematic Universe will be a bonus Luke Cage episode and then we'll be moving on to X-Men, which I can't wait to go back and re-watch. Um, if you're enjoying the show, then please do subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review or support us over at patreon.com forward slash Cinematic Universe. You can find more episodes of Cinematic Universe on cinematicmultiverse.com. Or you can get in touch via Facebook, on Twitter, at CU underscore podcast, or send us an email to cinematicuniversepod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. It's like Shakespeare, but with lots more punishing. It's like Goethe, but with lots more crushing. Like Titanic, but the boat's still floating.
corporation's gonna help you out. You need a toothbrush. The Beyond Corporation's got an extra one. Do you have a stepson? The Beyond Corporation's gonna rub it out. Do you see a monster or a pirate? Your sack drawer. Elsa is going to speak with an accent. The, the captain. captain. His name is the Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. $15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.